Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. I'm Mike Dahl, and with me today are two very special guests, Rick and Amy Campbell. Thank you for being willing to be on the podcast. Hey, thank you. I'm feeling very cool being on a podcast. You are? You really wow. a cool factor. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> how, are, how are you guys doing? How are you feeling before we start? I'm good. Yeah. yeah okay. Nice good. Here. Cool. Thanks, yeah. Mike, for inviting us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, thought we would have a few questions for Gresham Bible Church to get to know you a little bit more for people that don't know you or want to get to know you more. So, on some episodes, we do what's called Voices of Gresham Bible Church, right? So, picture you're having someone over to your house. I don't know when with everything that's going on, but you're doing that, right? And you get to know one another as brothers and sisters in Christ in the same church family. So we're going to have some questions for uh, to ask you, and then we want to dive in a little bit further in terms of what that's looked like with your walk with the Lord. So first, maybe just each of you individually, tell us a little bit about yourselves, you know, where did you grow up, your family, what you've done for work, things like that. Want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, I grew up in Sandy. And graduated from Sandy High School. Go Pioneers. Um, I grew up in a home where both my parents really loved Jesus. And actually, I had a great childhood. I was the oldest of three kids. Um, and I went off to Bible school after high school, which is where I met Rick. Okay. And um, now we've got three daughters and three grandsons. And a baby on the way, a grandchild on the way, um, and two son-in-laws along with that, and I am a real estate agent currently. Okay, awesome. Rick, how about you? I grew up in the Midwest, grew up in Minnesota. Great place to be from. I feel like in some ways I had a Midwestern Norman Rockwell childhood. I mean, outdoors, ice skating in the wintertime, swimming every day at the pool in the summertime. Not my pool, public pool. <laughs> um, I've got uh, an older brother, and he's still back in Minnesota. My parents, uh, they relocated to the Memphis area a number of years ago. Okay. And when I think about my childhood and my upbringing, I think I was exposed to the Lord and church at an early age. So uh, the Lord and my faith church has always been a part of my life and um, positive experience great youth group and uh, I took a gap year they didn't call it that back then I just didn't know what I wanted to do Uh and then so a year after high school went to Bible school where I met Amy as she had said and um, yeah I got married got married young had kids young we were very young okay yeah Yeah. like how young I was I was a four full days 21 I was 19. Wow, okay. So we've been married just 30 years now. Congratulations, that's awesome. So real quick about Minnesota, did you ice fish? And did you enjoy it? I I didn't fish, but I I have been on the ice where ice fishing took place. Wow, very cool, okay. I don't know if you've ever even seen it, but but people out there in Minnesota and the Midwest, the lakes are, they, they will pull like ice houses like a trailer, and they're they can be as big as this office. Wow! Or like 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 this like this room and those two offices, and they'll sleep in there like all week. Man! And they'll have three or four holes that they'll 
pop open and they'll go ice fishing. Wow. So how did each of you come to know Jesus? Brief yeah. kind of testimony. Yeah. What's your story there? Um, I came to know Christ at an early age um, as much as you can, right? Okay. You yeah. know? And it was a simple faith, and that faith grew over time. And I think, you know, there are incredible benefits of growing up in a Christian home, really. I mean, I, I went to church with my grandparents and all our extended family. My dad was the oldest of eight, and all of those kids and their families went to church. And so it was really, um, really kind of fun that way, mm. you know. Um, but I would say... I always, growing up, I always, I looked at other people who, like, really loved Jesus, and I thought, I feel like I don't really love him like that. Like, but <clears throat> I I think that when I was in my 20s, I, um, well, let me say this. I think one of the difficult things about growing up in a Christian home is sometimes you don't see your own sin very clearly. Hmm. And so... That piece took me a while. Okay. And so I think it wasn't really into my 20s where I was really confronted with like, oh, I've really messed up. <laughs> like, I need Christ badly. Hmm. Like, I am in a pit that only he can take me out of. And it wasn't because of anything particular that happened. I just saw my sin more clearly. And so um, I think that that's when I really started to, like, really love Jesus. Wow. Wow, I love that. So those two things don't go against each other yeah, as you yeah. see your need for him and depth of depravity that mm-hmm. you love him more. Yeah, that's awesome. Rick, how about you? How'd you come to know Jesus? Yeah, not that dissimilar to Amy's other than I didn't go to church with my grandparents or relatives, but I think that my faith, uh, well, I, I was introduced to Christ at an early age. I do remember a vacation Bible school you know, I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine. Yeah. And uh, the, the way I, when I look back upon my faith and how the Lord brought me to where I'm at today, he, he had key men in my life, uh, youth ministers, youth pastors, and experiences that go along with it. And uh, there are key milestones that just affirm my faith. Mm-hmm. And they they are not without um, very typical doubting of myself and my faith along the way in the peaks and valleys. Uh, but that that's that's the story that God bestowed upon me, right? He's given me that, and uh, I think that there are times when I I look at my life and I am very grateful that he saved me from certain heartaches. Hmm. But but there is a temptation, and I think Amy was alluding to that, to, I think as you, as you make your way through adolescence and you start to adult, and I think getting married at a young age, I, I, I remember uh, thinking this, I, I don't doubt my faith. Like, I, I don't doubt my salvation. I, I think I was given that disposition where that wasn't pronounced in my life. Okay. But I do remember being a young husband and a young dad and feeling very inadequate about the why and explaining it. Hmm. And not just academically, but even just relationally. Because I, 
Uh, I attended college uh, just only six months before we were married, six months to a year. And I didn't get my bachelor's degree until after the girls were like probably six, eight, and ten. Wow, yeah. Right? So I, I, I think I had to learn certain things later in life. Mm. And um, so that's, that's part of my story. Yeah, that's great. So revisiting, I always like to ask, so you guys met at Bible school. Mm-hmm. You get married at a young age. So how did you first meet, and what did you do on your first date? Um, how did we first meet? So... No pressure, Rick. you got to remember all <laughs> well, of this. <laughs> we first met by being left-handed. Yeah, they had us sit in dining rooms, you know, for meals, and Rick and I quickly found out we were both left-handed. Okay. And you know when you first start liking somebody, you're like, there's an excuse to like be near that person, so we'd be like, well, we should probably sit together. We're both left-handed. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> but, about, but go ahead. <laughs> but before that, um, yes, we, we met at school. There was an interest there on one of our parts and not on the other. So that took us a little time to get on the same page. <laughs> okay. So many questions right now. So yes. Many okay. Right now. <laughs> and um, and then we at school we were we went to school in England, and so we were far away from home. But you know, spending lots of time together it was a great way to get to know each other, hmm. right? So yeah. I don't even remember like that we had a legit first date because okay. it was just so much friendship intertwined with groups of friends, and then. We knew we liked each other, but we didn't want Bible school to be kind of about that. So we really tried to not be super explicit, yeah. you know, okay. all that. So then um, after Bible school, we both did some traveling with different groups of people, um, came home, um, did some long distance dating. And that was back before like FaceTime people, like we had to write letters. <laughs> Before the internet. This, this is before. This is, this is when you had to call, <laughs> and there evenings, were certain times of day weekends. that were more expensive to yeah. call. I you understand. Know, all you youngins yep. out yep. there. So, um, yeah, then Rick, he visited for Christmas, moved out two weeks later, and we were engaged three months after that. Wow, very so, cool. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I do think that um, God gave us an extraordinary presence of mind while we were at Bible school to not. Um, at least ostensibly pair off. Mm-hmm. And there was just under 200 students. There was like, I don't know, like 50 countries represented. It's a very international. And it was a really wonderful experience. And so, so I think that, that God put in our mind at least some sense of what if this didn't turn out to be more than just a Bible school in England experience. Um, but certainly our hearts were growing close um, during that six months. It was yeah. fun, actually. We, for um, the 30th anniversary of when we met, we went back to England. That's so, so this cool. Was like a couple, three years ago. Wow. And um, it was just so fun to be in that place again and just like rehearse God's faithfulness to us mm. over all these years. And we look back, we were kids, you know. And, um, but it was just, yeah, that was a really sweet time. I love hearing different people's stories and what that looks like. Yeah. So how about maybe for each of you individually and or together as a couple, what's one thing Gresham Bible Church should know about you? Um, I get really excited about good food. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> we like to eat in their house. And um, I'm always reading a book. 
I really like to read. I've always actually loved to read, even when I was younger. Okay. And I'm not talking like nonfiction. I'm talking fiction. Like I probably read maybe two or three nonfiction books a year, to be honest. <laughs> but I just like a good story. So Rick and I um, actually do a lot of reading, and but I especially enjoy it. Awesome. Okay, Rick, how about you? What's one thing we should know about you? What is one thing? Well. I like to ride my motorcycle. Yes, okay. And I'm a long distance runner. So by long distance, what well, does that okay, mean? That, that probably sounds more impressive. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's relative, right? Like around the block, it'd be long distance for somebody. Uh, me, yes. <laughs> for me too. Yeah, yeah I yeah, I, I don't, a number of years ago, I picked up running and it's kind of my thing and I like it. So, you know, Three to five miles is long distance. Wow. Okay. So you're riding your motorcycle. You're running he's long run distance. Long yeah, he's run, that's yeah. that's what I thought, but I didn't. Okay. I've run one marathon. One. That's a lot. And I should yeah. say I I completed a marathon. Hey, wow. Sure I actually ran the entire <laughs> okay. beginning to end. There was some times where I walked. You crossed the finish line. Yes, that's a win. Yeah. We broke the rules. I think we told you two things too each, but you know. That's uh, totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, as we keep kind of getting the church, getting to know you more, so really looking forward to our conversation. When we think about why do we do this podcast, again, thanks for your willingness to come and even do this. We want to just hear from one another as Gresham Bible Church, right? We're a church family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're members of one another. So that's kind of the purpose of our discussion is as a church family to help each other faithfully and joyfully follow Jesus in this time. And when I think about that, you can be like, yeah, that sounds all well and good. Well, how do we actually do that? And so Romans 1.16 comes to mind. And there it says that, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So sometimes when we're familiar with that verse, it's kind of in one ear and out the other. But think about that. The gospel is the power of God. So I want to kind of have that as a backdrop that's kind of going to color some of our questions as we're, we're going to just get to know you more and hear about God's faithfulness and the power of the gospel in your life. So how has the gospel mattered to you? Maybe, you know, you personally, individually, in your identity as a man or a woman, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your career, just how has the gospel mattered to you? In, in some ways, it's hard because the gospel is so, and faith is so infused with, right, who we mm -hmm. are and how we relate to each other, Rick and I, and in our parenting. But um, one of the things I think about is as God reached out to us in grace when we were even his enemy, right, and died for us, I think about his, his grace toward us and how that works out in our marriage especially, but parenting when our kids were younger as well. Um, just being an extension of that grace toward each other. There's, hmm. you know, a lot of conflict in marriage and parenting and raising a family and trying to get on the same page together and, um, and really trying to work to be gracious toward each other, to extend that same grace to each other, to to um, overlook small offenses mm -hmm. that aren't important, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that's one thing that, that comes to mind for me in a that's great. practical sense. Okay. Rick, how about you? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about how 
for both of us being introduced, exposed, being saved at a young age, I do think that there, for me anyway, there is this always this push and pull of the world and the things of God, the fear of man versus the fear of God, the pursuit of, uh, of being, um, you know, the praise of man versus the praise of God. You know, that, that push and pull is, is constant. In fact, I, I remember it, there, there, there's two things that I, that I think about that were very prevalent, and that is through my high school years, feeling very much like I really do love people and I find people interesting. And so I, I had a number of non-Christian friends at school that my, I didn't compromise my faith, but there was a, such a tension because they didn't know the Lord. And I did. And I remember early adulting and, and working with non-Christians, you know, 40 plus hours a week and having to learn how to be comfortable with myself hmm. and not look down upon them. Um, and I, I actually, I don't think I looked down upon them other than just knowing there was this internal tension. Because I, there, there's nothing about the unbelieving world that I felt like, that I felt shocked by. Because okay. they, they, they would know other, other way. But for me personally, I think the gospel and my faith shaped just how I understood life in that way. In, in working and parenting and dealing with neighbors. And so hmm. uh, the Christian father, the Christian husband, not only is he not immune to the things of the world, but in some ways he's more, it's more exasperating for him. Hmm. And I'm not talking about temptation to sin, although that's there too, but just the growing awareness that that we're not of the same and so I, I I don't know if that makes sense I don't know if that's helpful other than that I think that the grounding of the faith that solid ground of faith um, helps helps you helps me mm-hmm. daily recognize that that God really is for us and he mm-hmm. really I mean the Holy Spirit in us um, does, does, doesn't Paul quote the contemporary uh, Athenians when he says, uh, you know, we, we move and have our being? Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact verse, but I, I think that is very much how how I experienced God. Wow, that's great. I love hearing both of you talk about kind of the presentness of the gospel, that it's not just a category in the back of your mind, but helps you see life and experience life in every stage. And yeah, it's the grid we see life through, right? Yeah. Amen. I mean, we we look at people like Rick was talking about the, the unbelieving world. And we, we ask Christ to give us his eyes for them, his heart for them. We, we reach out to them as people who don't know Christ. And, um, so it's, yeah, it's the grid you see life through, right? Amen. I don't know any other way. <laughs> Amen. Amen. How about for both of you kind of continuing to dig deeper into that? When in your life have you been most keenly aware of God's faithfulness? So is there a moment that comes to mind or a time where it just God took you deeper into the depths of his goodness? You said, Rick, he's for us and not against us. When did you really know 
this is real, like that you can still call to mind. Maybe some a time you guys remind each other about, hey, God's faithful and we know that because of fill in the blank. Is there a time that comes to mind for both of you? There is. Um, a couple years ago, we entered into a season of um, just some loss. Uh, Rick was laid off from a job he'd had for 20 years. We had a season of unemployment. Um, we left a great church we'd been at for 16 years, came to GBC, which has been wonderful. Um, but that was a lot of change, right? Mm-hmm. And some loss and some difficulty in that. Um, and then uh, we lost our grandson, Boaz, who mm-hmm. was stillborn last year, um, which was difficult and traumatic, to be honest. Um, and then we decided to do a house remodel. Everybody that's done a house remodel right now is going, what? Um, And it was in that season um, where, you know, stressors kind of build on each other. So, Mm -hmm. you know, different stressors have different like points, point values or whatever, you know? Um, So our our points were really stacking up. And then we did this remodel and um, a lot of, the difficulty in the last two years was kind of coming to a surface and we were feeling desperate in ways we'd never ever felt before Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. and rick and i would literally fall in bed at night and beg god please just help us get through one more day Mm -hmm. would you just help us get through one more day um because we were feeling so much pain and loss and stress and um and we just were preaching to ourselves really you know god you are you have been faithful to us in the past we remember this time and this Mm -hmm. time and this time and we're asking you to do that again give us what we need just for today we're just asking for Mm -hmm. today and i don't think that rick and i have felt that kind of as long of a season of just desperateness <laughs> um, before. and But God is so kind. He really used it in our marriage, especially, I'll be honest, praying together has not been something that we've done super rarely mm-hmm. or very comfortably uh, in our marriage. And um, that really that part of our life really deepened at that time. Hmm. And we started to pray together more regularly. Um, and it beca- became more of a habit for us. And just um, leaning into the Lord together hmm. was really, it was really a sweet time. Hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say I want to go through that again. <laughs> but wow. God was so kind to just meet us there and answer our prayers and just to be able to go, okay. Lord, you sustained us. Thank you. We're asking for one more day. Mm-hmm. And he Amen. Went, he did. Yeah, and I would add, I think that these kind of things that Amy described are not uncommon to others. It, This was just our particular manifestation of that. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that, I would just add that the remodel really went well. There was very little like things that went sideways we just but, were doing a lot of it ourselves. <laughs> but but I think it, it is it's probably nothing more complicated or 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 um, well it's nothing I think it's nothing more complicated 
than just simply that we can look back and say, okay, mm-hmm. God, God sent these things right to, into our lives to um, to draw us to Him in a way that we just we just couldn't have if we hadn't been in that that season. Wow. And and when I when I lost that job, um, there was probably about a, a month, month and a half, and then I, I got another job that only lasted two months. And that that job did me in. Hmm. Um, it was it was really really difficult, and I I did not doubt God's care. I did not doubt that his, this was His plan, but what was unmistakably true, not un- unmistakably, what was what I went through was really hard, and so I just I just think that 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 was a kind of promotion that mm-hmm. God was doing for us, like He was promoting us to a place where He was um, turning up the heat. Wow. I didn't know when I asked you to come on the podcast, you'd put tears in my eyes. So thank you for uh, sharing that. And Rick, you've been a um, huge blessing to me and sharing your journey and being transparent about what God's teaching you through ups and downs. So I so appreciate you both for sharing that. Thank you.